listening to the food talk show hi there my name is sue nelson and for the next 30 minutes or so we're going to be talking about all things food and drink i'm glad to be joined by a guest presenter and good friend of mine who is very used to radio and television uh, so i'm joined by harry gotra hi harry how are you doing i'm good lovely to be here yeah so before we uh, talk to our lovely guest today um Let's just talk a little bit about Indian food and a little bit about what you do. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm very familiar with what you do, but um, just explain a little bit about the Harry Gotra brand, brand. which is weird because your husband works with you, but yes. it's still called Harry Gotra, which always makes me giggle. And, and what's <laughs> even more funny is Gotra is my maiden name. Ah, so his well email done. address is Jeremy at Harry Gotra, which really doesn't make him <laughs> very happy. No, that's okay. <laughs> all about giving people the tools to be able to cook great Indian food from scratch at home. The Indian food world has this mystique and it all comes with the spices and the Eastern and all of that kind of stuff. But what I realised was that people love Indian food. They've they do always in the UK. loved Indian food. They're, in, they're insane about Indian food in the UK. But there, a lot of people's interaction with Indian food, you know, over when I was growing up, it was the curry houses and... And that kind of thing. But people are still frightened about cooking Indian food at home. Scared of cooking it? Scared of, terrified of spices, terrified of getting it wrong, terrified that um, it's not going to taste like their usual curry house curry. They don't even try. Um, So a lot of the work that I've been doing over the last few years has been really using new media, using digital media as a way of giving people the tools to be able to cook those great dishes at home from scratch without opening a jar, for example, or yeah. um, just showing them that there there is a little bit of methodology that sits behind um, great uh, Indian uh, food. And not that hard? It's not that difficult. You give mm. it a go. What I found is that once you give somebody a little bit of inspiration and a little bit of knowledge, they'll just run with it and then all about creating a community of people who love to cook Indian food. All of the videos and and, and stuff are in there. People just go in and they're just now taking pictures of, this is what I created and I did it from this and and it's amazing. So they're sort of fueling each other. And it's great. It's absolutely great. You do a lot on YouTube though, don't you? So so I think quite a lot of people like to see how you do something, see how you cook something, as opposed to... just having a recipe. Absolutely. Are you finding so, that more yep. and more? So yeah. that, that was the whole purpose of the Harry Gotra brand was to bridge that gap between a cookbook and actually physically having me in your kitchen to show you how to do it. Um, so I started off by going in and, and um, going into people's homes and teaching them. And I just thought I need to get to more people. And the only way I can really do that is through creating really good content, really engaging videos so the way that I do it is we've got really quick step-by-step videos. So there's certain people out there who just want to put you in their kitchen, play, pause, cook along with you. And then we've got other people who just love watching 
Really? Uh, love oh, watching. And, and that's, the, you know, the rise yeah. of the... Because my favourite thing on your website, which I do a lot, is it a red lentil dal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my favourite. It's, it's so tomatoes, easy. Tomatoes, full of tomatoes. Oh, and it's the cheapest, it's the cheapest food on the planet. And, and this is what people don't understand. People think that Indian food takes forever. They yeah. think, you know, you start a curry, you're going to have to start on Friday and you're not going to eat it till Saturday or it's going to take you the whole day. And there are, of course, there are dishes yeah, like that, you your biryanis to. and things like that. Um, they are going to take... I'm going to buy a whole sheep. Obviously, <laughs> exactly. you can do that sort of thing. But. Um, but there's also lots and lots of really quick midday meal, uh, sorry, midday, midweek meals um, that you can cook for the family. It's really cheap and cost effective, and but tasty. it's healthy. And tasty. Yeah. Now, I've got some stats here. How often would you prepare or cook a meal from scratch, i.e., because I think some people who are answering this didn't know what cooking from scratch means, using raw, fresh primary ingredients? 18% of people... So, yeah, 18%, so one in five nearly, only cook from scratch once, no, sorry, less often than once a month or never. It's like mm-hmm. less often than once a month or never. So maybe once every three weeks mm-hmm. or never. So that's 18% of the population. Now, what worries me is, well, what are they eating then if, if, if that happens? It says prepare a meal from scratch. And, and what it's saying is using raw fresh or primary ingredients. So preparing a meal could be getting some amazing ingredients and it's just a salad. It doesn't mean it has to be heated as such. It's actually Mm. having the knowledge to work out what goes with what. Mm -hmm. So in the old days, you might have, I don't know, it could have been lettuce, tomato, cucumber. Hi, I've got a salad. Whereas now, we probably put a few more things than that in there. Um, So what worries me is that 18% of the population aren't even doing that. Food is so important in the Indian Asian culture. That's where the whole family comes together. That's where we share stories. That's where we talk. And everyone's got an opinion. And I, annoying as it is, yeah. everyone is the best. So we had uh, Asma Khan on here a few weeks ago, um, who's incredible. Um, and and she's got Darjeeling Express uh, restaurant. And she's been on all sorts of uh, programmes. And she said, as soon as somebody dies, the first thing you talk about is what, what food you're going to have at the funeral. <laughs> yes, as soon as somebody quite. gets married, it's yeah, like, oh, what are we going to have at the yes. wedding? And as soon as somebody, yeah. and she said, and that's, that's and everybody will get together about yeah. how do we have this amazing feast? How do we get all these people it's together? And, absolutely. you know, that, that becomes the topic of a conversation because food is a way of binding people during those things. It brings people together and, yeah, Mm. totally. Mm. And it's just a support, it's a support network. It's just pure love, I think, is what it is. Mm. I I actually went to one of your cookery classes. Um, It was when we did the food talk show, it was a couple of years ago now, um, and I just hung around. You did. Uh, I didn't pay or anything, did I? <laughs> <laughs> we had a good day, though, didn't uh, we? Had a good day. But but again, what I what I found fascinating is that I think quite a few people were pretty decent cooks who came to your cookery Absolutely. school. Absolutely, and, and 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 you know they it might have been a present for them, whatever. And this might have been their fifth or sixth course yeah. with you. Yeah. But they were learning some of these. Mm. I suppose you could say basics, but it didn't sound like quite the right word mm-hmm. but each time it was giving them a different level of absolutely of and it is, it is about you get the basics right and you get the, a little bit of confidence mm. i think that really helps you go quite yeah. a long way yeah. and um, i'm absolutely delighted to um have colette to me as a guest um colette um you, you you're pretty famous in the food sector and your brand <laughs> infamous maybe infamous, um yes. yeah our food brand it's, it's around a while now so it's um yeah, it's been gathering momentum. Um, and it's uh, Clonakilty 
black pudding. Yeah, Donald Kilty black pudding. That was our number one product. It's your number Amazing. one product. And it's been around since 1880, I yes, think. Yes, um, the 1880s. Yeah, the black pudding has been around that long. Um, I suppose I came into the business in 1976 when we bought a butcher shop with the recipe for the black pudding. There you go. So, well, we're wow. going to learn all about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shall I do a little bit of a history yeah. lesson? Yes. Are you probably, you know loads about black pudding, I'm sure, but I just um, wondered if everybody does. Uh, apparently, the earliest mention in literature referencing black pudding is Homer. Oh. Did you know that? No, I didn't no, know no, that. No. Homer, uh, in Homer's Odyssey. Right. 800 BC. Oh, wow. Uh, it's been around it's uh, been a bit. Around. Yeah. And um, basically, um, well, it probably isn't your recipe. I hope it's not. Um, it, and basically, he was writing that he had these goat paunches on the fire and stuffed with fat and blood ready for supper. Oh, Just well. Just far off a black pudding. Well, no. 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 Um, and then the oldest detailed recipe for black pudding is attributed to Apicius. I think that's his name. Probably spelt that. <laughs> completely wrong. And he uh, had a collection of Roman cookery recipes uh, and they were compiled in the late 4th, early 5th century AD. And, and that talked about a black pudding type recipe as well. Okay. So can you imagine? So it's been around a while. It has been around a while. And in medieval times, it was it was not unusual. And this is across the UK and Ireland. Not unusual for even relatively poor families to own a pig. So yes. people would own a pig, wouldn't yeah. they, and keep it all the way through the winter yes. um, and then get as much as they can out of it, really, and then slaughter it in the autumn. Yeah, that's where the and, tradition... Uh, yeah, and then making from. black puddings was therefore very common because literally none of the animal would go to waste. Yeah, yeah. And there was it's always this thing about a pig, wasn't there, that mm. you could literally use... Everything. Everything. Except Every, the squeak. Ever, probably, yeah. <laughs> Except the squeak. And people would, you know, um, fr- fry the ears or crispy. Yeah. And there's obviously bacon and you'd use mm. the skin. And and they'd save the blood then for making the black pudding. For making the black pudding. Mm. A lot of people feel a bit squeamish about the fact that there is blood mm. in a meat product. But there's blood in every meat. There's blood, and and they are the I same. They are the same why. people, Just and they'll break. order a fillet yeah. steak, and they'll yeah. be asked, "And how would you like it? Uh, rare, rare, medium rare." rare. Yeah. yeah. So, so we've got this slightly weird uh, aversion to the fact that there is pig's blood, or you know, animal blood in a black pudding, and yet that's that's no very with animal meat, but very yeah. traditional. And it is it's fine. It yeah. is. So it's a tradition mm. we haven't mastered, but um, yeah, it's. It's um, it's there. Yeah, it's there, and and it's very much you know a tradition um in 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 the UK and Ireland, um and pig's blood was blended with minced onions, diced fat, spiced with ginger, cloves, a little pepper, and then stuffed into lengths of the intestine. That's the, yes, that's the that traditional was how it started. Yeah. yeah, and then towards the fifteenth century, these puddings were actually seen more as a treat and a delicacy. And they were eaten on high days and holidays because I think they taste so amazing. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so they started so... entering into the, this is a delicacy, not, oh, we've got to eat something over the winter. Yeah, and, and <laughs> then it, it changed to an everyday sort of um, food then later on. Mm. And and obviously uh, this isn't just, um, you know, in the UK. It's all across Europe. It's in all sorts of cuisines across the world. I mean, I think, I don't know about Indian food though, no, Harry, think... not so much, but because obviously there's a thing about... Blood, and blood, yeah, blood, you know, it's seen yeah. as no, no, no so I, it's we eat anything I, over here. 
I can just my mum's just like yeah. shaking yeah. in her boots. And, and obviously um, the, a huge sort of history of, of vegetarian food in India. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this isn't quite... Push, pushing it a going. little bit too far, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Although I have used it in my some of my recipes in the past. Yeah. I have made Bulgari and bhajis with... Yeah. And, and don't forget, pudding. it's blooming freezing in Scotland, <laughs> you know, in the middle of winter. Exactly. Do, you know, it's a slightly yes, it's different. You, can, you, you can't just, you know, cook whatever you want. It was going to be freezing cold and <laughs> the rain was sideways and it's like, oh, I'll just eat this pig's blood. <laughs> I just wanted to um, tell you, Colette, that one day my husband decided that he really liked black pudding, that he would make his own. Right. So we had a farmer's market near us uh, with with a really good uh, farmer who also used to uh, be a cutting uh, plant there mm-hmm. because they, they used to uh, farmers used to take their their, their sort of animals there and they, they would you know do that um, and they said that they used to tip all the blood down the drain because there's so much of it what yep. you know what would you do then mm-hmm. so my husband said can I have some of that blood because I want to make black pudding so he turned up at the uh, he turned up at the farm. And they, with a couple of Tupperware boxes. And, okay. And they literally filled up the Tupperware boxes with blood. Okay. Right? Then he took it home, put them in the fridge, which I wasn't particularly <laughs> happy with, I have to tell you. And, of course, uh, blood separates, doesn't it? Yes. Well, I didn't know that. So yeah. so you sort of get the watery stuff at the mm-hmm. bottom. Plasma. Mm-hmm. And then the top bit is a... I don't know had, they, had they rubbed in salt? No, no. He, the, literally yeah. stopped it from tipping down the drain and yeah. stick it into Tupperware boxes. <laughs> anyway, so I was at work and he was off that week and he said, right, I'm going to make it. And he he had so much of it, he then had to tip it down the drain and it was everywhere. <laughs> so it was like the sink everywhere. <laughs> Somebody rang the doorbell and he asked <laughs> yeah. the doorbell and he's Pitching covered in blood. Oh, he's wow. absolutely covered oh, in yeah. blood. And then he's thinking... Is your um, wife inside? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Then it wouldn't go down the sink because of the... It, it, congeals, it congeals, yeah. So he's having to scrape it up and then put it in black sacks, which then went in the bin, thinking, "Oh, please don't let anybody because <laughs> it does look like I've actually murdered my wife, which I know he's wanted to do on many occasions." But then there's some there's some great recipes to go with it, and actually he he just made it as a as a sort of in a uh, in a square. I loved him, yeah, yeah, because because you don't it doesn't have to be round, no. and yet no. we see it in shops and we just think it's it's round, but that's not necessarily the case, is it? No, it's not. You could make it in a in a tin, but traditionally it was in the animal intestine, and um, that's you know, and, and boiled and, and boiled in and that. Sausages would be the same yeah, thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thing. So, so how is it that your family from the eighteen eighties were experts at black pudding? Was it just that like? Local families would go. Oh, they do. Well, the best look, one. I think I think it was um, probably it was um, butcher shops because um, it, the butcher shop that we bought belonged to the Harrington family, and there was a lady out the country, Joanne O'Brien, who made the pudding for them. Um, but their supply of um, blood was um, beef for the butcher shop, and is that they, allowed? And I the, thought it had to be pork. No, no, no. It doesn't have to be at all. No, oh. our black pudding is beef. Is beef and it's beef meat. Oh, our white I mean, pudding is pork with, without any blood, um, but the, yeah, but the black pudding is beef meat. Isn't that quite unusual? It is. It is. It is more unusual. But yeah. I think a lot of the um, black puddings that started in butcher shops because there was a constant supply, as you said, the farmhouse killed the pig. Maybe that was only once a year or twice a year, so there wasn't a, a continuous supply. But in, with the butcher shop. And um, was it? Yeah, they were yeah. they were killing animals every week. Or... Yeah, and you don't want any waste, do you? you want to use no, everything that you can? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you've got you've brought some with you. That there's black pudding and white pudding. Yes. So in French, that's boudin noir, noir and boudin blanc. Blanc, probably, um, yeah. 
See, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very different taste. And, and yet a lot Another of the taste. ingredients, the black pudding is um, beef meat, beef blood, pinhead oats, oaten meal yeah. and onions and spices. And the white pudding is just pork meat, pinhead oaten meal, onions and spices. It's mm. just I, had, I have had white pudding before. I do really like it. It's yes. it's not something that I thought I would, but yeah, in the UK, I just, white pudding is not as familiar. We yeah. prevalent. No. Yeah, we do the taste of London now. When people say black, white, oh, I have never tasted white. You know, and they mm. they taste it, and it's um, no. Where we are at the moment, they won't let us cook it here. I know, I know. <laughs> but you're nibbling away. We're, yeah, it's, so it's cooked. It's boiled people, in the making. Yeah. So, so what people don't realise is you can eat. Uh, black pudding, in inverted commas, raw. It's not raw because you've cooked It'll it. So when you do, making, yeah. when you do buy it in a supermarket yeah, or wherever, just a matter of farmers heating market, it up. It is a matter of heating up. You do not have to heat it through. It's not going to no. kill you. No, 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 absolutely. Um, no, it's a cooked product. It is a cooked product. So I think what people don't realise is if you really turn the pan up high mm. and you fry it, you get a lovely crispy on the crispy outside. On the outside and you turn it over. Yeah. You get it crispy on the outside. Just minutes. Do it really, really quickly. And then and then it's really soft in the mm. middle and doesn't get all yeah. hard and horrible. Yeah. That's, um, and that's, that's the best. That's the best way, way to do it. And Definitely. I know in hotels or in sometimes they you know they try to keep things warm and everything, oh, and it gets them. it gets mushy yeah. and, and soft. Yeah. And but the real way of doing it is having crisp on the outside and Got lovely. It's making my mouth water. Right. <laughs> I'm looking at this now. The difference with yours, I think, is that often with black pudding, you'll get big globules of fat, mm. like yeah. pretty yeah. big, and like I think. Big, Mm. square yeah. people get yeah. put off by that you haven't got that at all here you, no. you've called it um, pinhead um, oatmeal oatmeal which, so, is, so which the, is your porridge um, yeah. it's refined so the oatmeal is quite strong in this it is, actually. It is yeah. um, there's no these big chunky horrible bits of fat in yours is no part of your recipe or? it is yeah it's the same recipe that was um, yeah the meat is minced and um, you, you know, so the, the, it, there's not big lumps of anything. What you see is really is the um, the, the grain mm. more prevalent. And if you look closely, you see onions as well. And mm. That's pretty much it. It's got quite a nice spice to it. Mm. Yeah. It's quite warming. And and the taste you have there now, it's and it's quite different than when it's when it's fried. Yeah, or when it's cooked, that brings it's, it out a bit. It, it brings it out a bit. Mm. Yeah. So you're going to tell us the. Uh... Herb and spice combination. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, a lot of key chefs who make black pudding make sure it has pennyroyal in it, which most people don't realise is a herb, is a is quite important ingredient in black pudding. Do you put pennyroyal in yours? Well, You're not going to say, say, are you? I couldn't say. I'd <laughs> have to kill you after yeah. <laughs> um, Now, this is actually Ireland's favourite black pudding. Am I correct? In it is, yeah. It As is. in sales. Mm. How much mm. of this do you make a year? I make a lot. <laughs> a really a lot, really a lot. And it's it really has just um, snowballed over the years. Um you know, back when you talk about business plans and, you know, we were going to develop your business and all of that kind of stuff. We literally followed our um, our passion and people, more people wanted it. And the more people wanted it in, in a shop near them, the more we supplied. And that's literally how it grew to all of Ireland. So how do you keep the quality, though? Because it's it's difficult because as you get bigger and bigger, you know, it's great being... Ireland's number one black pudding. But how do you as a family, because it's your name on there and it's your mm. history, how, how do you keep hold of that? That's quite hard. It is, you have to be very, very um, tuned into 
every um, batch that's made really. Um, I mix the, the spice f- um, for all of the black pudding and we just make a point of not compromising on ingredient quality and that is the, m- the main thing. We could make a cheaper product if we went um for example, if we went to dehydrated onions, in fact, we're growing the onions this year to put in the puddings ourselves. You know, so we're we're literally um, making hands control. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's only a few ingredients, but we're adamant, and and that's really, um, you know, price points can be cut at times because we we don't compromise, so we yeah. can't make it. We can't make our product cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and um, in terms of the packaging and stuff, um, you're quite happy to sort of lean on that the Irish sort of tradition. Yes. It's an, oh, yeah. You're proud of it to be an Irish. Oh, absolutely. And that's part of its identity. Oh, absolutely. And um, you know, and I mean, Clonmacilty is is a town and it's a place. And we've just we have the butcher shop there, and there is a great community. And you know, it's 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 a family. It's a family business, but it's actually a. And almost a family. Um, there's the town, town family, and there's yeah. all the workers. We all feel that it's all the one. It's, it's everyone it's, owns it. It does. It does. And you know, when um, people, that's how we got going. Really, when people, clan guilty people, when they were visiting um, family in the UK or visiting family um, in other parts of Ireland, they they brought that as a kind of mm-hmm. a gift. Mm. When they, you know, people bring a bottle of whiskey or a bottle of wine now and they just bring the, the black pudding, the black pudding with them. Amazing. I'd be very happy if I <laughs> that to my house. Um, you've also got sausages, you've got other sausages. products. Is that just through the butcher shop? Or? It, um, no, we're selling the sausages, um, the sausages nationwide as well mm. and I suppose our sausages are... Um, very different, quite different from the UK sausage. The Irish sausage, it's a softer texture and um, there's good a good bite in it. Now, um, our sausages um, are have a higher fat content than some others, for the simple reason that that's it's, what sausages it's, are it's about. Exactly, and that is the flavour, you know. And it is much healthier than putting in artificial flavour enhancers and all of that. Mm. You just have the natural <laughs> food, natural products. So, is this this a traditional Irish recipe for your sausages? A family no, recipe? It's it's a family recipe. Yeah, yeah. When we had the black pudding, um, we went to work on just to accompany. We had a van on the road, and to fill the van, we put we devised um, a. A white pudding recipe and a sausage recipe, and they've just now. There's gone. a brand of sausages that claims to be an Irish recipe. Yes, mm, not made in Ireland, though, are they? No, no. <laughs> no, they might be in, um, quite. You know, and, and yes, an Irish recipe. You can make an Irish recipe anywhere, but um, the texture, I'm, I'm, the texture, and the everything. Ah, one taste, an taste, Irish taste will taste will win and out. Always, they're suspiciously pink as well. Mm. Uh, which generally means they're stuffed full of mm. stuff you don't want to be in there. The other thing that annoys me about test. sausages is that you can say, here you've got pork, 63%. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can put pork as, as as an ingredient, but that could be sinew, it could be anything, yeah. because because the definition of yeah. the meat... Yeah. Is, now, but, I know that you wouldn't allow mm, that to happen no. because it's your family business. But, uh, you know, a rival brand might say, oh, well, it's 63% pork, exactly the same as yours. Mm. But the but, th- but. thoughts of meat are in it. I just, yeah. You do, just do, no, not, you you do not want to know. Well, well I, think, I, I think, and I think that's the good thing about food. Now, people are more tuned in. They want to know where their food is coming from. They want to know the provenance of their food, the actual authenticity of their food. And I think that would win out, I really mm. think. Mm. Um you know, you can, you know, you can, you can't get good food cheap. 
and you can't get like and a lot of cheap food is not good. Yeah, you know, and, so we, it's, and we say on this program a lot. You should be asking why something's so cheap, not why it's so yeah, expensive. Yeah, that's the, yeah. that's the key. Mm-hmm. Um, um, in terms of sausages, grill or fry? Um, oh, I love to fry. I do. As I well. know. I like there is no way. There's no way. I know. What is know. grilling about? But uh, yeah. Life, also, is, it, life is short. Yeah. <laughs> you may as well enjoy well, it. Is, yeah. If it is, if you if you fry a lot of sausages, <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, well, it's 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 not an every you know it's it's an occasional eat now, so it's well, it's okay. Well, moderation thing, and everything. Absolutely, yeah. I'm 100 percent with you. It is all yeah. about moderation. Now, um, the the thing about black pudding is there is a brotherhood of the knights of the black pudding. Yes. I love this. Which is, it's so in French, with some rubbish in French, it's yes. the Confrérie de Chevalier du Goût yes. Boudin. Yeah. And um, they are seen as the place to judge black pudding. Is That, that is true, it is, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Yeah. That's true. And they've, they've, they've come to Ireland and they've visit, visited us and we um, send our product every year to get judged against... Everybody from around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, And literally everybody, um, so so they invite pudding producers from all over the world to submit their latest sausage creations, as they call it, to judge the best. And we do really well, don't we, We over here? Yeah. Uh, uh, Of course, there's a a great tradition um, across a lot of Europe, but, you know, Scottish, Irish, berry. Yeah. Berry black pudding. Black pudding, yes. Yeah. I do think berry black pudding is different from that and quite, it's, it quite different. markedly different. I, I think ours is probably... Um, it's much blacker. More, more, it's, it's, and it's more um, probably in line with Scottish. Yeah. Or Scottish berry mm. is, mm-hmm. you know, um, the white pudding, especially in white pudding and haggis, um, yeah. you know, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. are first cousins really, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. They certainly are. Now, you work, do you still work with your family, your whole family in this business? We do, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and we still have the butcher shop. Yeah. So, so how's that working going? with your family? And um, well, family family are dabbling in and out. They're um, doing other things as well. And um, yeah, my um, eldest son now he's involved in the um, new product development, and um, and he's taking himself over to Australia for six months. So um, you the boss. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what's it like having your mum as the boss? Though? Very difficult when it is your family name. This is a family business. Loads of people mm. doing lots of things, and yet people will want to speak to you. Mm, Wh- whereas it is a joint, you know, it is a joint venture, really. It is. It is. Yeah. And and people think, um, well, I suppose when you get a bit bigger, you you have to delegate. You can't take every call, and you can't do things. But at the same time, we sit around the table a lot, and um, you know, we 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 know what you know what the others probably know my gut feeling now on things mm. and they can make decisions on it mm. so it, it works but but as you get bigger you do have to you know um devolve things don't you you can't it can't always be can I speak to Harry all the time because yeah, otherwise yeah, you can't yeah. you can't exist can yeah you? exactly so for me it's having that support and having that backing and you know I I might be the face and I go out and I do all the events and all of that kind of stuff but I wouldn't be able to do it without him hmm. because he, yeah. he's the one lugging all of my cooking box he's right to pay rise now you've said that don't let him listen to me so what's the future of black pudding future of black pudding um and I suppose, um, you know, that's one of the things that we um, work a lot on now on, um, devising recipes and things for 
people to um, use black pudding and, um, you know, to cook with black sure. pudding. And you can put it in a burger, you can yeah. put it with scallops, stuff it into a chicken, whatever. And given all these sort of, you know, plant-based movements and vegan and vegetarian and all that sort of stuff, is it hitting you at all? Or I get um, a feeling that it it's quite it's, fashionable at the moment, it black is, pudding. It is. It is yeah. um, black pudding is fashionable, yeah. but, but the um, vegan and vegetarian is also. So um, that's, um, you know, we, we need to see the world around us as well and see what we food trends are going and um that's you know there's that's shamrock a, flavor ah, yeah. <laughs> thinking of that. yes you heard it here first yeah could be shamrock flavor yeah that's yeah, a little mm, bit of, sounds americans would like that they? they would yeah, love it love it love yeah. it <laughs> i'm just quite happy with your black pudding there i love that that's yeah really i mean the, well the basic one is the i think would it's probably always shine through but um yeah we have to diversify mm. a small bit as well and and um just uh we have to end the program in it i'm afraid but what would you have with that would you are you mustard or pickling? Um, or actually, an, an apple chutney or um, a little apple, a, apple, a, little a bit little of um, fruit, something. Yes, a not, not a ketchup though. No, not. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, that's that's that's. Um, yeah, the um, the uh, an apple chutney or um, uh, a, a roasted onion or you know uh, yeah, Just a tiny bit of sweet sweet onion relish. Yes, but but I'm I'm always saying you just need something to enhance it. You don't need something there that'll that'll hide the flavour. Sure. Absolutely. So thank you very much for that. Uh, that's Clunnel, Kilty, Black Pudding and Sausages, of course. Collect to me and anybody uh, over there. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody in everybody all the, in the really shop. hard workers in in yeah. in, um, in and Kilty. It, yeah. wouldn't, it wouldn't happen without you. It would not. So um, thank you so much. We really appreciate all your products over here. Um, you've been listening to The Food Talk Show. Uh, we're on lots of different radio stations across the UK and further afield. Thank you so much to my fellow guest presenter, Harry Gotra. Good to see you again. Lovely to see you. Thank mm. you so much. And if you want to listen to any of our hundreds of podcasts going back years now, uh, foodtalk.co.uk. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.